From the Detroit Free Press, I'm Robin Chan with today's voice briefing. It's Monday, February 12th, 2024. I'm Susan Tompor, and I'm a columnist at the Detroit Free Press. You don't have to go far to find a neighbor, friend, or family member these days who has endured some financial headache involving a bank-related scam. One in five victims reported losing more than $5,000 as a result of financial exploitation that involved peer-to-peer payment apps such as Zelle, Venmo, and PayPal, according to a new survey released by AARP. The speed of what are called P2P payment transactions makes them extremely attractive for splitting costs with friends. But that same speed is proving to be a goldmine for those engaging in fraud. What's worse for consumers, the transactions are not generally reversible. Getting the bank or the money app to reimburse you is far from a sure thing in many cases. Current banking rules make distinctions between what's considered an authorized or an unauthorized transfer of cash. You are often viewed as authorizing the transaction, even if you're tricked into handing over account information or key codes. This is a hard thing for many consumers to understand, especially when they've been scammed. Consumer watchdogs and regulators are seeking better protections for consumers. Some companies, such as Zelle, say they're initiating some changes considering the scams. Many people, of course, are busy. They're holding down jobs, raising children, and trying to keep their own lives together. They're not always aware that scammers are lurking. Bottom line, try to avoid fraud as best as you can. Do not rush into anything, even if someone claims this is an emergency. Do not trust someone who contacts you and claims to be from your bank's fraud department. This is a scam often. Never click on any links that are sent by email. Unfortunately, you must be extremely suspicious if someone asks you to read back a code or verify information. I'm Jenna Prestinincy for the Detroit Free Press. This year, the love of Valentine's Day meets the solemnity of Ash Wednesday as the two converge. While communities celebrate with loved ones, Christians will also mark the start of the holy period of Lent, a time for prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. For Christians, you can still indulge in your sweet treats this Valentine's Day, but no meat as Ash Wednesday marks the first of many meatless Lenten days. While rooted in Christian legends of St. Valentine, Valentine's Day now embraces universal values of love and connection. Loved ones typically mark the holiday by exchanging gifts and sharing in meals or activities. Meanwhile, Christians will be praying, receiving ashes, and fasting in observance of Ash Wednesday. The Archdiocese of Detroit advises local Catholics to observe Ash Wednesday as normal, honoring the spirit of St. Valentine. To learn more, visit Freep.com. I'm Andrew Burkle with the Free Press Sports Department. And on Saturday, Michigan State basketball got the statement win it's been looking for since beating Baylor in Detroit back in December. The Spartans have had a genuinely weird season that started with sky-high expectations. Thoughts of a potential one seed in the NCAA tournament quickly dwindled when the Spartans lost to James Madison in the very first game of the year. And then they fell to just 4-5 and as they battled through a tough non-conference slate in some early Big Ten games. 
However, since that loss to Nebraska on December 10th, the Spartans are 11-4 and with a commanding win over Baylor, as we mentioned before. But besides that, there really hasn't been a win that stuck out. After choking a game against Minnesota on the road last week, the Spartans found themselves on the outside looking in of some people's brackets, including the one featured on the broadcast of MSU's game against Illinois on Saturday, where the Spartans were marked as one of the first four teams out. So fast forward to the second half and Michigan State and Illinois were in an absolute battle. It was physical with a lot of tough defense on both sides, doing nothing to slow down some insane shot making. But when push came to shove with the Spartans in a hole late, their veteran leaders came through. A.J. Hogarth had a key three-pointer, a steal, and a tough and one. While fifth-year senior Malik Hall put together a great game, too, as the Spartans finished incredibly strong and finally got that staple win in the Big Ten, 88-80 over the Illini. It's hard to overstate just how huge that win was for the Spartans, as they have just seven games left this year and not many truly great chances to boost that resume. Michigan State still has a trip to Purdue on the schedule, which could be a fantastic win. But the odds of that happening feel fairly low as the Spartans haven't beaten Purdue at Mackey Arena in a decade. Thus, the importance of this statement win over Illinois. Either way, Michigan State seems to be heading in the right direction as the calendar gets closer and closer to March. With a record 26th straight trip to the NCAA tournament on the line for Coach Tom Izzo, can anyone really say they're all that surprised? Find more from the Detroit Free Press on Freep.com. That's F-R-E-E-P.com. Thanks for listening, and you'll hear more from us tomorrow.